Hello, I'm Jeremy McMahon, meditation teacher, Tibetan Buddhist scholar, and audio engineer. And welcome to Meditating with Friends, a podcast where we explore meditation through friendly conversation. Each episode includes a guided meditation that you are invited to join. If you enjoy this podcast and are interested in working with me one-on-one to help deepen your meditation practice, check out my website, jeremymcmindfulness.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hope you're doing good today. It is your friend Jeremy McMindfulness here with another episode of Meditating with Friends. Coming at you from a beautiful, beautiful spring day here in New York City. So let's just go over a few updates uh, before we get started. Uh, The first round of Dirtbag Dharma Meditation Tour is now concluded. Yes, we've had four very successful meditation dates uh, in four different pros- uh, four different parks in uh, Brooklyn. Prospect Park, Fort Greene Park, Vaughn King, and Maria Hernandez had a fantastic turnout for the past two uh, dirtbag Dharma meditations, uh, the one in Maria Hernandez and the one in Vaughn King. And it was super fun, super awesome. So glad people turned out. People were really stoked on it. So I'm definitely going to be doing it again. I am going to take a little break because I do want to have, you know, my Saturdays to myself. Uh, But once, uh, you know, it gets really warm and uh, we're really peaking in the summer season, definitely have more dates coming at you. So stay tuned for that. Uh, This episode, um, we're talking to a good friend of mine, a friend and artistic collaborator, Donnie Chang. Uh, Donnie Chang is a photographer. Uh, and he's actually the executive producer on the fantastic uh, UFO doc, uh, The Phenomenon. So if you're into UFOs, and even if you're not into UFOs, uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend seeing this movie, The Phenomenon. Fantastic documentary. Uh, he's also, uh, as I describe him in the episode, uh, he's a bit of a reluctant spiritual teacher. Um, and he, But I'd also would describe him as a philosopher, too. Um, you, you know, we've had these conversations. We've known each other for a couple of years now. We've just had these kind of ongoing philosophical conversations. And again, I think this is a great like kind of insight into uh, our conversations, but also into like Donnie's view of things, which... I pretty much agree with. Uh, And so just a word of warning, though, he is guiding the meditation. um, And it is a bit different than your typical guided meditation. uh, Because the way Donnie works generally with people is is very much... improvisational it's very much like jazz you know and so he's very much bases what he does off of the person the specific person that he's working with and sort of reading them in the moment and kind of from there sort of guides the person so he's guiding me personally through this uh but i feel like the meditation is still broad enough uh so that you can follow along too and just listen to his instructions and just whenever 
he says, Jeremy, or ask me a question, you know, just pretend it's you <laughs> and uh, follow along. And again, I think it's it's really a good way into seeing how Donnie works because uh, he's again, he's worked with me a lot and I've always had a kind of trouble describing how he does it. Uh, so this will be a good insight um, for anybody that's curious out there. Uh, and then my gratitude for the week is I'm just grateful that, it, you know, people came out to my Dirtbag Dharma meditation series. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, people seem to be very appreciative of it. And I am just as appreciative, if not probably more appreciative <laughs> that they appreciate it uh, than they actually appreciate me. But uh, yeah, people were really into it. So uh, if you get the chance, you know, uh, if you're in Brooklyn, come on out um, to another one of these. Again, taking a little break, uh, but we will be back at it soon. So yeah, stick around for this uh, awesome episode. Again, uh Donnie's a really unique guy, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy his insights into not only just meditation, but also just life and uh, <laughs> the universe and kind of our place in it and our role in it and how we're ultimately connected to everything. So check it out and enjoy. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, and hello, Donnie. Donnie Chang. Hello, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm fantastic. It's, it's an honor to be here. I'm happy, um, happy to be here and, and talk to you. Thanks, man. And your, your audience. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, really excited to have you on the show today. So uh, Donnie Chang, is, uh, he's a photographer, uh, filmmaker, um, and I'd say also a reluctant uh, spiritual teacher, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, just a little background about Donnie and I, uh, Donnie and I met at the Rubin museum about, uh, two years ago, uh, when I was giving a tour, uh, and we started chatting, uh, after the tour and, uh, he started explaining to me a bit about his work and, uh, we've kind of just stayed in contact ever since then and have, uh, discussed, and brainstorm uh, numerous different projects, uh, numerous different ideas. So I thought it'd be great to uh, kind of, you know, give, I guess, my audience a sample of these types of conversations that we have. Uh, so starting off, I guess, Donnie, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your photography work. And uh, I just want to know, like, you know, how's that going these days? Uh, it's going good, going good. Uh, I'm, I'm a, actually a pretty new photographer. Mm -hmm. I picked up the camera. I think, uh, it was last summer during the pandemic. Um, I want to say that it was in September actually, which is late summer even. Uh, but I've just, uh, been published in my first two magazines. Oh, so wow. I'm, congratulations. Yeah, I'm Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty thrilling to, you know, to be published, um, and to see your work in print, it, it changes the relationship you have to your work and, mm -hmm. and seeing it in also a magazine where people have carefully laid it out and, you know, put the care and attention into its presentation. It's really, you know, it's an interesting mirror to see. Um, so yeah. that's going well. Uh, one of them just dropped today, uh, Vigor magazine, and it's actually featuring 
Penthouse Pet uh, March 2020, Megan Stanfield. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> it's a fun piece. It's not it's not so risque, but it's a lot of fun. That's awesome, dude. Well, yeah. congr- congrats again on uh, thank on you getting published. And now, like looking at your artwork, I mean, uh, there's a few things or photography in particular. Like looking at them, uh, there's a few things that really stand out to me about your photography work. And one is uh, like. Really, I feel like you really embrace uh, the natural world in in a lot of ways, and you present the natural world in a lot of photography. And then, uh, I mean, I have to bring it up. The other thing that a lot of your photography <laughs> features is, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of beautiful women, and uh, particularly ones that aren't entirely clothed a lot of the time. So I was just wondering <laughs> if you could kind of talk through that kind of thought process of what like you're trying to do here with um emphasizing those two things well are those really so different (laughs) um the natural world uh and you know i think our sense of beauty Mm. comes from the natural world Mm -hmm. um you know we may find um various types of entertainment or art um attractive and pleasing um but they all come somehow from the natural world. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, a lot of psychedelic art um, is also inspired by um, the use of entheogens, which are, you know, generally substances that come from uh, plants and fungi. And, um, you know, they they have these effects of bringing us closer to the natural world and and feeling like we're in relationship, that we are connected, which I find that we indeed are connected, uh, mm-hmm. very much so, um, including in the way that it appeals to our aesthetics, mm-hmm. you know, and even the idea that that ratio that the, even the idea that that nature has um, a take on it has mm-hmm. a take on what is beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and and we as human beings we are despite. <laughs> despite our attempts at at trying not to be of nature yeah um you know we are made of nature and we are given rise to from nature as nature and so i think it it follows that beauty also as an expression of nature is something that one, one we uphold and two is important to us hmm. um and yeah. and in fact in fact i would even say that beauty is nature's way of saying this is important yeah. It kind of made me think just I've never had this thought um before but like how we say, you know, oh it just feels natural when when it's like when we say something is good, like, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so it just yeah, I think we inherently whether we are, we're like actually aware of it or not and I would argue that probably most people aren't aware of, <laughs> of it. Um you know, we we are inherently part of nature and uh you know we it does resonate with us whether we like to or not you know like we can't deny the the effect that nature has um or what nature has the effect that nature has on us and the effect or the effect of what kind of our natural environment and the variety of natural environments and how those kind of affect us Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was thinking as you said that about uh, ease mm. and beauty and how, 
you know, the, the idea of being water as popularized by Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's, it's, a, it's a thousands of year old idea mm-hmm. uh, of being water and right. being easy, being flow. And that flow as being an expression of nature. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. And I guess, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, kind of the, I guess, the ills of um, what is like separating us from nature, right? And how it seems like the big theme in uh, in your wider work in, uh, I mean, both your photography and uh, the other projects that we're working on, as well as your spiritual work, is that that separation from nature is ultimately what is hurting us, right? Is what really is what causing most absolutely, of our ills. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. You know, and I'll I'll circle back to that other the the second part of your question uh, in a moment. Mm-hmm. about about the scantily clad female okay. form <laughs> um, but um uh could you ask could you rephrase that question again just repeat well, that well i guess like yeah the i it seems like um from your spiritual work and from just talking to you the separation right the separation between yeah. uh, of us and nature it seems to be the the cause of so many of our problems. Yeah. And that's a big topic. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We kind of jumped right into it. Just jumped right in. Yeah. But I mean, really like anything is a, is an entry point into the, the depth of, because you know, what we're really talking about is the depth of creation, but we don't have mm-hmm. to go quite to those levels <laughs> because everything is everything. So we can right. talk about uh, much smaller ideas you know, and whittle it down to a form that we can kind of hold in our minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, the opposite of, of ease, just to take that, that water stream as being an example of nature, an example of um, ourselves as nature and the ease that, that accompanies it. Um, I mean, the very opposite of ease is disease, which mm-hmm. can, is also the root of disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, sickness. And um, I think, you know, this is kind of actually a complex idea, but the the, the fact that we are nature um, is not quite enough to say like, oh, we're, we're nature and, and that's that, mm-hmm. you know, because as nature, we have to understand what we are. Mm. And this is something where we differ from it seems that we differ from the rest of uh, all the other life on earth is that we have the capacity to be aware of ourselves Mm. and to direct that awareness. And so, uh, yes, we are nature, but what happens when we direct ourselves as aware, as conscious agents of nature to our very nature? Mm. Um, And that's where we really start to see levels of health that are virtually unknown right Mm. now, at least by greater society. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking too, because like, you know, it's pretty easy to understand logically that like, yeah, we are a part of nature. Like it seems like almost like 
that's an intellectual exercise yeah yeah like it seems like stupidly obvious you know that like oh yeah of course we're like a part of nature but i feel like we're so removed from nature from like kind of our natural state of being that we haven't truly experienced that natural state of being and yeah it's making me think about this difference between, you know, intellectual knowledge and experiential knowledge. Absolutely. That is the the crux of it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably easiest to think of this uh, in terms of society mm-hmm. and human society uh, as we've ourselves created it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you look at um, the intellect... The intellect is actually an abstraction of nature mm. right there. You're taking information from the natural world. You're extracting it and conceptualizing it and, and um, giving it shape and form in in terms of mental construct mm. and uh, words, you know, sounds and consonants, consonants and vowels that approx that, 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 call in an idea rather than the thing itself. So if I say, talk about mountains and you think about a mountain, mm-hmm. that where's the mountain there? Mm-hmm. That's not actually a mountain, right? That's just your idea. That's all in your mind. Right. You know, and, and the word is really meaningless. The word just helps you to connect and identify that associated mental construct. Right. But a real mountain is simply the mountain itself. Right, right. And so, like, even intellectualism, which we've based our history on, we've based our society on, and, you know, everything's come out of that, including wars and love, epic love stories, and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, everything that we base our lives on is based on this kind of intellect, this separation from nature, Meanwhile, we've been taught by society not to feel. We've been taught that our feelings are not important. Mm. Um, you know that even that they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that comes out of a fundamental disconnect with those emotions and the understanding that emotions, feelings, senses, and perceptions are information, mm-hmm. but they're information of a direct nature. Mm. They're information that's directly connected to the stimuli that they're connected to, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, at, when you go to a concert, I mean, even this is even somewhat of an example, right? When mm-hmm. you go to a concert and you see a band, your favorite band playing live, <laughs> there's nothing that compares to that. You can't yeah. create a recording that replaces that. Right. Because you're having the direct experience of that band. Right. You know, and as good as our technology is for sound, you know, and as much as you can love your favorite album, mm-hmm. it's not ever going to be the same as seeing that band in person and right. feeling that band in person. And that's exactly, I think, where we've gone wrong in society is not actually having such depth of experience within ourselves, of ourselves of others and the world in which we live. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where we'll find that things truly are connected. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And like 
it just made me think a lot about how I don't know, even me, like I'm, you know, in my early thirties and how even now I just feel like I'm just beginning to like truly understand my feelings and like understand the relationship between, you know, the sensations in my body and the, the labels that I give those sensations, whether it's like I call you know, this sensation anger, or I call this sensation anxiety, or I call this sensation fear, or I call this sensation love. And I just remember for a long time, you know, I, I knew what those labels were, but I w- wasn't able to really connect those things to the sensations in my body. And just realizing now mm-hmm. that like that that is what's primary is the sensations in my body and not the labels that I'm giving these, uh, these feelings that are coming up, you know? Absolutely. I think the issue here is, again, it's a societal issue, um, Mm -hmm. at not honoring the, the, the absolute complexity of Mm -hmm. emotionality and emotional information and perceptual Mm -hmm. information. So, you know, because we've measured ourselves in terms of intellect, you know, we can kind of say, oh, okay, by this age, you know, about 25 years old, like your intellectual capacity is mature, and then you're a functioning adult, you know, but, um, but emotionality, you can spend your entire life learning emotionality, and you'll never end. Yeah, there's, there is, uh, as an expression of nature, our emotions are also infinite, or at least complex beyond our ability to ever master completely, you know, Uh so for all intents and purposes, that's infinity. I I agree. Like, I, I also too think like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I've just scratched the surface and it's like, you know, the deeper I get into the feelings, it's like the, the more, yeah, the more, um, infinite it seems, you know, the, you know, like it doesn't (laughs) seem like I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to be lacking, uh, any exploration on that front for any anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like a bottomless pit of, uh, despair (laughs) or it's like you know the infinite glory of heaven and it's all it's all there (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it was funny to me that you said that too because i remember seeing like meditation teachers and them you know talking about like you know in vague sense in a vague sense of like getting in touch with these feelings right and and one meditation teacher was always like you know you'd always she was always like, come back home to your body, which I agree. But like, she was always like, come back home and, you know, you'll feel that it's good and you'll, you'll see all the goodness. <laughs> but sometimes I felt like when I came back to my body, I was just like, there's nothing but despair here <laughs> <You know? laughs> right at yeah. this moment. And so I, I appreciate you bringing that up because again, I feel like we get with meditation oftentimes we talk you know people just think oh it's just gonna be like oh i meditate and it's just gonna be you know 
sunshine and flowers and puppies and happiness but it's like eh, sometimes there's a <laughs> there's some, uh, a little darkness down there too that you have to have to wrestle with absolutely um, absolutely and i think that's why a lot of people uh, behave the way that they do because a, a lot of our behavior comes out of avoidance of feeling these ways right um you know because it feels like there's nothing we can do about it mm -hmm. uh, it's there and and we begin even to identify with these feelings and mm -hmm. start to think of them as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in some sense, they are ourselves because we're experiencing them. But, right. you know, I mean, the idea that anger is communication or emotions are communication is not really a new idea. Um, mm -hmm. It maybe hasn't been popularized that much, but mm -hmm. uh, certain circles, it's pretty understood, I'd say, at least from an intellectual level. Right. Um, what I think is really uncommon, exceedingly uncommon, is understanding how to develop awareness of uh, feelings and more importantly, the underlying mechanisms that give rise to those feelings. Um, mm. Because when we can tap into those mechanisms that are responsible for those feelings, um, then we can start to actually change those feelings on a level that we haven't really seen before. Because the changing mm -hmm. of the feeling is not on the level of the feeling. The changing on the feeling uh, is, is based on the earth that gives rise to that feeling. Um, mm -hmm. And that is another level of awareness that we can bring ourselves to. Hmm. So, you're, so the feeling... Could you explain that relationship between the earth and the feeling a little bit more? Well, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I want to caution attaching too much importance to the idea of earth. Um, okay. And I'm just using that as kind of a metaphor right? Uh, to be able to illustrate the idea. Okay. Um, but I think there is some truth to that as well. You know, mm. whatever you water in the earth is going to grow, right? Right. Yeah. And there are natural systems in place uh, for those things to grow. Hmm. So, hmm. you know, if we understand, again, kind of bringing, bringing us back to that idea of ease and nature uh, and the natural, you know, mm -hmm. if, if we can begin to accept those feelings and even accept the mechanisms like the earth um, of those feelings, uh, hmm. then there's natural intelligences at play uh, and by bringing ease to those mechanisms, that actually can change those feelings. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, meditation does not have to be, <laughs> actually doesn't even have to be that challenging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's kind of more, I see it as, well, first of all, the, what, what is meditation? And just for you know, the sake of, of ease and, and time, uh, I would say that meditation is basically an application of mind. Mm. Um, and that's all that it is. You know, mm -hmm. it could be anything could be meditation. You just right. apply your mind to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so where was I going with this? Do you recall? <laughs> well, we were talking about the earth and the relationship of the earth. Uh, yeah. These, so the, these mechanisms, and they're tied to the physiology. Mm -hmm. They're tied to, I mean, it's all complex, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have this 
concept, I suppose you would say, that's based on uh, the human being as I experience it, um, mm-hmm. which is that, you know, there's mind, there's body, there's spirit, there's emotion, there's energy, there's all those things that make a human being. And all of those mm-hmm. things uh, are connected in various ways. Um, and so, you know, it's not just a division of mind and body. It is, it's a division right. of everything that we are and categorizing everything and even relegating our experience, um, putting our experience into boxes, mm-hmm. you know, the way that we even identify with something or as something, you know, we even have this concept of you, Jeremy are like this and like that, but right. how, how, and, and me, you know, Donnie, I'm like this and like that. And how often do we tell ourselves something you know, like, oh, I'm like this kind of a person mm-hmm. because it's like wishful thinking, yeah. <laughs> you know, or because you want to be that person or because right. for whatever reason. Right. But even right. that is even that is a uh, in a sense, an artifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, it could be useful in that, you know, if if we've been beaten down, you know, it could be a way to elevate ourselves, to get ourselves out of that by telling mm-hmm. ourselves something, by, by, by trying to believe something, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll accomplish that to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it still has limitations, but, you know, you could, you could become the richest man on earth. You could become, you know, the, the most decorated Olympic athlete in history, you mm-hmm. know, out of this kind of uh, belief in yourself. Right. But eventually it's it's going to somehow submit to the truth of everything that's happening. So mm-hmm. if you have a part of you that doesn't believe in yourself, um, that's going to end up affecting, I mean, you could probably even just get a sense, you know, you and your listeners or whoever's listening to this can probably get a sense of what it feels like to not believe in yourself, mm-hmm. right? There's a feeling in your body there's an association with that. Like I like, I, I, I know that feeling or, or ew, like get that away. Like, I don't like that. Let me push that mm-hmm. down or, you know, and, um, and those feelings are based on um, actual things that are happening. Patterns, uh, patterns being basically information, mm-hmm. um, you know, so by feeling these patterns, we can also recognize that those patterns have discomfort in them. They have Mm -hmm. dis-ease in them, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, we can bring those patterns to a resolution of ease Mm -hmm. uh, by bringing our awareness to them Mm -hmm. and accepting them as they are and accepting that, that they are kind of natural expressions Mm-hmm. And that we, you know, we prefer those natural expressions. Mm. Uh, we prefer to feel those natural expressions. Yeah. And by identifying more with the expression of being natural and the expression of ease and the expression of feeling yourself and being within yourself truly, you know, we can, we can allow that to inform these patterns that don't feel so good Mm, and understand that like letting go is letting go toward that. Mm. And we can feel it happen uh, when we do that. 
and it reverberates throughout the complex so that there are physical benefits from from this kind of the physiological benefits uh from working mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. um and that's something that that's that's in the realm of science right that's something yeah. we can study yeah and like i mean i think a lot of what you said too i mean again really resonates with at least what I think meditation should be about, you know, and I oftentimes think that people, you know, again, with meditation, people often, you know, emphasize like, you know, the, the relaxation of it, you know, the sunshine puppy dogs, you know, be, be on your own beach type of thing. And like that, it's either that, or it's like increase your productivity, you know, uh, right. You know, uh, and, uh, well, these is these are also expressions of nature too, right? Being relaxed is an expression of nature, and and you know you feel natural when you feel relaxed, right? Um, you know you're productive when you're uh, an expression of nature, right? A healthy expression right. of nature is is extremely productive. I mean, if you think of even bees, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as being a representation of nature and the the healthiness of nature. Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't get like, you know, when people ask me about like corporate meditation and stuff and they're like, what do you think? And like, they, you know, they want me to, I I guess they're trying to get me to say that I think it's bad. And I'm like, I don't think it's bad, you know, because like it is at least it may be like presented for the wrong reasons, but it's at least it's like getting people a little bit of giving them a little taste of it. Um, Exactly. but the awareness thing I think is really important because of like what you said earlier, uh, just so much of so many of our actions are completely based off of just avoiding something that we don't want to feel. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, I know I, I, <laughs> and I'm certainly guilty have been still is and will definitely will be guilty of that (laughs) in the future you know uh that like you know you're like oh i feel bad i'm gonna you know drink a beer or i feel bad or i'm just so tired tonight i'm just gonna you know watch tv all night or i mean probably the most common one example i can think of is just like looking at your phone too because it's like what do you do as soon as you're bored uh-huh. You pick up your phone, you know, so. I've started doing it when I'm not bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most exciting thing I've done all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually, I've recently embraced uh, how much I actually love just lying in my bed and scrolling through my phone. Uh-huh. You know, I, I always would like, you know, beat myself up about it. Be like, oh God, why are you just sitting there? But now I'm like, I'm like, oh God, this is really nice, you know, to just yeah. lie here in my bed. Absolutely. And scroll through my phone. Absolutely. Know? And I think that's, that also speaks to like the other aspect of what we're talking about is, is, uh, you know, heading towards, um, what we enjoy, you mm-hmm. know, rather than like, we can't truly head towards what we enjoy until we give up the things that we don't enjoy. Mm. And what that really ends up being is letting go of not enjoying, mm. you know, yeah. and, and always choosing what we do enjoy. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of programming in place that we pretty much all of us have uh, that we can't enjoy, that we're not allowed mm-hmm. to enjoy or we shouldn't mm-hmm. enjoy. Or, you know, mm-hmm. anytime you think, oh, well, I, ha- I hate my work, but I can't 
quit my job. Like mm-hmm. that's another moment that you're saying, uh, I've chosen to not enjoy my life <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it's a world that is unenjoyable. You right. know, and and the more that we can start heading towards that which we enjoy, that which we in which we find ease, you know, in choosing mm-hmm. those things, then we can actually mm-hmm. create that world. If not the entire world, uh, then we can create it for ourselves. But what's the difference? Because yeah. you have a bunch of people creating true happiness for themselves and it can't help but change the world. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's just another thing I always emphasize with, with meditation and with, I mean, it doesn't have to be just meditation, whatever, but whatever you're doing to make yourself, you know, a happier, better person, like, you know, that, that reverberates out, you know, absolutely a better person makes everybody around you better. Well, and that's why everybody, you know, gravitates towards uh, people who are, who are funny. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they seem to see life in a in a lighter way, in a more carefree way, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, you know, uh, well <laughs> there's always a joke about like how, how messed up stand up comedians are and like how like <laughs> Yeah. You know, you know, well, you know, I wasn't I was a professional actor for, you know, a long time and And I do uh, want to talk about that. Um, absolutely, but, yeah. I, I I'll thought go, we were go, supposed go. to, but <laughs> yeah, we we will. We That's will okay, go, yeah. go for it. Um but yeah, I, I, I've known, you know, a few stand up comedians and yeah, absolutely. You know, they'll, they will readily admit that they are some of the most depressed people in the room, <laughs> but yeah, they're the yeah. funniest. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that that speaks to their, their level of awareness to be able to turn around something, you know, turn darkness around to light, uh, or whatever language you want to use. Right. I mean, if you, mm-hmm. if dark and light doesn't appeal to you, then unfunny and funny, you know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it's the same thing really, you know, I mean, yeah. being funny has a levity to it as well. You yeah. know, there's a brightness to it, literally a brightness. I mean, even, even when you look physiologically at mm-hmm. sadness, like sadness results in, um, not seeing as brightly, you know, mm-hmm. and when we feel bright, and we feel light, you know, we see the world more in those ways. And that's, that's a very physiological thing that's, you know, that, that exists in our, the realm of our feeling and also in our physiology and also in our minds. And that's kind of an example of what I'm saying about the connection between, you know, mind, body, spirit. I call it a mind, body, spirit complex, mind, mm-hmm. body, spirit, emotion, energy, and mm-hmm. whatever else there is out there. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I only say that because society has labeled those things, you know, in reality, right. it's not those things. It's just right. whatever is, Yeah, you know, yeah. and we can't ever pretend to know, you know, nature itself entirely mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, it's nature's existence. We're just a yeah. part of it. We're just living it. <laughs> you know, and that doesn't mean that we aren't, we are also at the same time, we are it, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we are a drop in the ocean, but mm-hmm. a drop in the ocean is the ocean itself. And we're both, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that's, I don't know if this is going off topic. I don't even remember what the question was at this point, but yeah. you know, we're, we're just having a conversation, I suppose. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the difference between like a drop in the ocean and the ocean itself um, I think a lot of philosophies or schools of thought, you know, religious, spiritual traditions, whatever, they may see one more than the other, mm-hmm. you know, but really we're both. Um, right. 
And I mean, physics will tell you that we're both, (laughs) you know, physics will tell you that, 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 that that water behaves a particular way, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's reactive. And that's Mm -hmm. another aspect of flow and lightness and, um, and ease, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's another element of it is the responsiveness, the reactivity, you know, to our environment. So yeah. that that's the very that's the very purpose of feeling mm. is so that we can respond in an educated way. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh in a relational way. Yeah, and I feel like you know, we do get those feelings, they arise and they come up in us and then you know, we label them as something as in our over intellectualized world, we label them as something. And then we're reacting more to the label than to the actual feeling um, <laughs> a lot of times, uh, don't you think? Absolutely. And I'm, yeah. it, I'm just reminded as you're talking, I laughed because um, I'm just reminded of how many people practice meditation mm-hmm. and how the things that come up that they don't want to deal with are basically the things that we're talking about is just ideas and, you know, (laughs) associations and all these things that really, um, you know, are their own creation and Mm -hmm. we can uncreate them by Mm -hmm. connecting with the the more fundamental aspects of our being, you know, rather than placing so much importance on, um, the, the battle and the conflict that gives rise to these things. That, that yeah. existential conflict of of us separating ourselves from nature and what is natural, yeah, and our totally. own selves, um, which is it's just so easily remedied, um, you know. And I I I hate to say that in a way that um, may seem, you know, untruthful to some mm-hmm. people, because I think a lot of people have struggled with this for their whole lives, even, and and are are continuing to seek the answer, but. In actuality, the, it is extremely easy, ex- exceedingly easy to uh, move beyond these things. And it's just a matter of knowing how to do it. Um, that right. really hasn't, there's no outlet out there that, um, that as, as of right now, explains or shows us how to do this or, or even even holds our hands in how to do it. I mean, and that's something that I like to do with people is to to hold their hands through the process, so to speak, and mm-hmm. help uh, facilitate that for people. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, you've definitely both uh, figuratively and literally have held my hand uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, through through uh, through your work and uh, through kind of the process. You know, when we when we've done these kind of uh, workshops together and I mean, I do want to talk about that a bit more. But before we get into that, I I do want to ask you about your acting and uh, and, you know, how that kind of got you into this, because I find that really interesting because I'll I'll be honest. I mean, I know I've told you this before, but like, you know, when you first told me when we like the first time we met and you're like explaining this to me you're like oh well i discovered a lot of this through acting mm-hmm. and then i was like well, i was like what <laughs> 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 like like you know and uh, you know and then you know of course like I, I had all these projections of like you know of like of 
actors, you know, and like what actors are like. And I'm like, all right, well, here's this guy saying he's an actor that right. being acting has like led him through you know, <laughs> to, to this understanding of emotional uh, of the complex nature of emotions. <laughs> and but the more I thought about it, I was like. And the more I sort of did my own, was going through my own kind of personal development and doing more of my, you know, Wilhelm Reich based body work. And there's a lot about emotional expression and, and his work. Uh, it started to make more sense to me. So yeah. I was just wondering if you could if you could talk about that a little bit and how how acting, how the craft of acting, you know, led you to um, really developing a very deep knowledge and wisdom about emotions. Uh, well, thank you for that introduction, by the way. <laughs> that sounded no rather nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it would probably be most illustrative if I told a story about how it happened. Um, hmm. uh, because I feel like, you know, for me, it was also a, a an experience that was deeply rooted in, in discovery and fascination um, because, you know, I was never really an artistic person. I mean, you introduced me as a photographer and filmmaker. Um, and, you know, I, I was always as interested in science. Mm -hmm. um, I was interested in biology. And then when I got older, I began to be interested in um, psychology and what gives rise to our behavior. But because I think I was such a science nerd, uh, I was more interested in the physiology hmm. because it was something tangible and physical that you could study that gave right. ri gave rise to uh, f uh, you know material phenomenology. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, at first I was fascinated by it, and at th in those days I don't really know what they're studying nowadays. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a little while, but yeah. um, I mean, and things have been moving so fast in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, but in those days it was all about neurotransmitters and brain structures, mm -hmm. uh, and things like the nervous system, you know, and, uh, it seemed to me like the place to begin and the place to seek some kind of real knowledge. Um, but I became really disillusioned because, um, you know, as I started getting into the more advanced work, I started finding that it just didn't have anything to do with my life. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. great that, uh, this neurotransmitter gives rise to this. Uh, so take a drug, you yeah. know? Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, that doesn't really get me any closer to understanding myself and my life and how to live mm -hmm. my life, you know, and, and more importantly, like how to better my life, right. um, which it's really more of how to live your life, I suppose. But, you know, I was motivated by making my life better. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was. And I think everyone really, really is. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, um, but in some way, shape or form. Yeah. At least consciously. <laughs> at, at least, least consciously. Yeah. I mean, even, even taking heroin is an attempt to make your life better. Sure. You know, yeah. um, everything mm -hmm. we're, we're motivated, right. By reward and the relief of suffering or, mm -hmm. um, or the opposite of suffering. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I became disillusioned by it and I went to Europe and uh, after 
graduating college, I was like, I'm going to become a backpacker and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. roam Europe by myself and like live life and find myself. And, uh -huh. um, and, and while I was doing that, I was riding a scooter on an island in Greece And I was like singing opera at the top of my lungs. <laughs> It's a little bit of a, a funny um, image, but but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I still remember it to this day. I was I was out with some people, but we were mm -hmm. so far apart that I was like alone, riding mm -hmm. on the you know, these hills in Greece, and I could see the mm -hmm. hills, and I feel like I could see the ocean too. Maybe I'm just you know uh, bringing that in for dramatic effect, mm -hmm. but um, but I I just had this realization like whatever I do in life, I have to love it. Hmm. And that set me off on a path to becoming an actor because I was like, well, shoot, <laughs> can I swear mm. on this podcast? Yes, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, shit, if I could do whatever I want, I want to be an actor, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess I didn't really believe a hundred percent that that was possible but but i figured like why not give it a shot you know mm -hmm. and as i got into acting i realized uh no it's very puck it's it's very possible i was gonna mm -hmm. say fucking but i stopped myself it's very fucking possible <laughs> um, and uh and so you know i fell in love with acting and i i enrolled in in acting class and the acting class was based in improv mm. you know It was all about being in the moment and reacting and responding and and listening, mm. um, you know, being receptive to your acting partner. And um, you know, I I was like, I was like, damn, this is this is good stuff, you know. And I was mm. like, wow, I'm learning more about psychology, the study of behavior through mm. actually behaving mm. than through the objective that I did through the objective study of of a behavior and and it goes yeah. back again to this idea of abstracting from nature mm -hmm. you know and then thinking that we i mean no no you know psychology is extremely important right uh, and we've learned so much from it and this work wouldn't exist without psychology you know without right. the ability to examine our feelings through our intellect mm -hmm. um, because you know i'll talk about the intellect as being an abstraction from nature but it's also a product of it Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, we're not a, we're not anti-intellectuals here. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. I'm not anti-intellect, but I de-emphasize intellect. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, really, there's neither side is correct. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but that pretty much goes for all human study. Like nobody's <laughs> nobody's right. Everybody's right to to some degree. And nobody's right at all. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, and it's where we connect that the answers lie. So that gets back actually to the acting and the psychology, you know. So I, mm -hmm. I had studied psychology and then I was learning about psychology through acting. And and then, uh, you know, one day uh, this man from the Actors Movement Studio came into class and I was like, who is this dude? You know, uh, what does he have to do with, what does movement have to do with acting? You know, mm -hmm. and I didn't understand why he was there. Everyone in the class was like, what the fuck? Um, mm -hmm. And he took these two actors who were, you know, kind of struggling to be connected emotionally uh, mm -hmm. to themselves. And um, I suppose I might, 
explain a little bit about acting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not pretending right. to be a certain way or to feel a certain way. It's more tapping into real feelings, um, real emotions, and real co- uh, constructs, perhaps even like constructs mm-hmm. of identity or constructs of you know, or creating constructs of identity and living mm-hmm. within those parameters. Um, uh, and it's doing that under imaginary circumstances. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, pretending is in the circum is in the circumstances, but it's not in the actual feeling. And unfortunately we've just been subjected to a whole lot of bad acting in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but you know, there's, there's also a place for that too. Yeah. Um, because in the end, all that matters is that you have a good time, right? Right. Right. Uh, right, And then you get something valuable out of it. Uh, yeah. um, Yeah. But so we, you know, he, he took these actors, uh, who are kind of struggling on, on that front and he, he would do, have them do like these really weird things. Like he would have them slump into his arms and like give up all control, Hmm. you know? And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) he's like pushing down on their shoulders and telling them to breathe and like pushing their feet into the floor. And I was like uh okay like something's yeah. happening <laughs> you know uh and then like he had them start up this they were doing this uh, repetition exercise where you know e- each partner re- repeats what the other says and mm-hmm. the the point is to kind of receive the other person to listen to them and to uh to sort of bounce the impulse back to them you know mm. like respond um emotionally from a place of emotion uh, and so when he would, when he picked them back up into that exercise, like, damn, they were fucking good. Like they were <laughs> in their emotions. They were connected. They were listening to each other. They were, and then like, they started crying and, and like, wow, I'm watching this thing. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, how the <laughs> hell did you do that? It yeah. looked like magic, you know? Uh-huh. And you know, when, when, it, when, <laughs> when emotion is connected and embodied, it's like, Oh, like you feel it in your, in your chest, mm-hmm. you know, that's when it's like, you just, you're, and, and it's too bad if you don't have much exposure to like theater and, and, and great theater at that, you know, mm-hmm. which, which most of the world doesn't anymore, but great theater will touch that nerve in you and yeah. you'll just start maybe bawling out of nowhere and be like, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's because they've tapped into truth and the truth within mm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and just like a concert where you can feel it in your body, it's right. like you feel that in yourself, and and that's when you feel alive. You know, that's when, and that's what's so beautiful about acting too is like being alive and feeling alive. You know, but that's that's not something that only you know actors should do, and 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 and, and yeah. only like elite actors at that. You know, yeah. it's something that everybody should experience because we're all human, and we all have right. behavior, we all have emotions. You know, and we all deserve to be so deeply connected to ourselves. And yeah, you know, um, I started so I re- I signed up for those classes real quick, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, yeah. I'm going to win yeah. an Oscar, uh-huh. you know, so, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I, but I, I'll tell you though, I hated class. I was like, mm. they had you wear dance belts. 
which if you don't know, they're like what ballerina ba- ba- ballet dancers oh, wear, like male yeah. ba- ballet dancers, yeah, and which is yeah. like this really tight like black triangle with a <laughs> strap just like rides up your ass, yeah. you know, and you had to wear tights and like. I was like, yo, I can't do this shit. Like, I, can't. Yeah. I was, you know, because I, I was never like a macho guy, but I mm-hmm. mean, definitely at that time too. I was just like, uh, uh-uh. but yeah, yeah, you know, I was just there to do it. I was there to fucking learn. You know, uh-huh. I was there to be a great actor because what the fuck is the point if I'm not, you know? Yeah. So I fucking did it. And I, for the whole first semester, I was like, fuck this shit, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but by the end of the first semester, I was like, wow, like, I feel good. Uh-huh. I, I like class. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and second semester, there's this really cute girl that started coming to class, and well, I was like, "Oh helped. yeah, that like, always has." Yeah, yeah. like no, I really like to, class, right? I love <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was, um, yeah, just thinking, twenty-one-year-old Donnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a different name back then, uh, <laughs> but so you know, you have to put a little bit of of sleuth work to yeah, to get, yeah, yeah. Don't look up Donnie Chang and expect. You know, to find out about my illustrious career as yeah, an actor. find your actor. Really. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I'm joking about that, by the way. I never reached the heights of recognition and stardom that I so deserved. <laughs> um, but but it uh, led you to this, uh, this, yeah, this incredible understanding. It and, led me to uh, this, and and you know, and it, it enriched my life too, and enriched you know my uh, the texture of my life. You know, so I I I realized from the moment I started studying acting, like everybody should be learning about this Mm. kind of thing, you know? And then I, when I started discovering the movement, I was like, everybody should learn this, you know? And, and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and then I was like, wow, these motherfuckers don't really know what they're talking about. Actually. (laughs) Like (laughs) they got a little bit of it, you know, like they got some aspects and, um, I was like, I'm not getting the results that I want. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know there's something more. I know there's something missing that I'm not like pieces of the puzzle that aren't that I'm not getting, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, my girlfriend at the time, actually, she was a dancer and she recommended me um, this modality called craniosacral uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's predicated on the idea that is that the right word even um, the idea that actually the the skull the the cranial bones of the skull actually move mm. in relationship to uh the circulatory system of the central nervous system oh wow and is connected to the membranes of the system and mm. thereby connected to the fluid the fluids of the system and the fluid flow and i'm just like what the fuck is yeah, like yeah. you know i've never heard of this shit you know yeah. and medicine still to this day functions with the you know assumption that the skull is fixed hmm. and that the, the bones don't move and even if they did move who cares you know right but i mean if you really think about it um i mean it's really a natural idea that that uh one that there's a circulatory system mm-hmm. you know for the fluids of the mm-hmm. central nervous system mm. um everything in nature circulates right, right. everything in nat- nature needs renewal mm-hmm. and um you know most of nature in fact all of life is pliable 
you know, like mm -hmm. nothing can compare to rock, you know, um, right. like biological organisms are going to be, you know, <laughs> there's a reason why, I mean, this is a terrible image, but there's a reason why, you know, they get hit by speeding cars and they get splattered on the, the <laughs> pavement. It's because, you know, they're, they're just natural living beings. Right. Well, it's also like, well, like the different, I'm thinking too, like the difference between like uh, a live piece of wood and a dead stick, you know, like how a live, like exactly. a live stick will like bend and move. There's and pliability. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then a dead stick will just break in half. Yeah. That pliability is an expression of life. Mm -hmm. um, and so even our bones, you'll find that even our bones, you know, are flexible they have give mm -hmm. to them you know you can bend bone and mm -hmm. the more you can bend bone it, it's almost like that's an expression of health you know the pliability mm -hmm. of a bone that's mm -hmm. not to say that you know your bones should be loosey-goosey it's just like <laughs> you know it's like is it is it pliable enough is it strong enough is it ideal enough mm -hmm. to do its job to perform right. its function. That's right. really what health is, right? And, mm -hmm. and you know, we actually find that there's no upper limit to what that is. Wow, um, yeah. You know, you can always be more pliable in a, in right. a good way, mm -hmm. you know, and you can always be more receptive in a good way, you know, and that's, I mean, even if you look at, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm afraid we're going off topic, but, you know, no, it, you know, if we look at anatomy and, and the, the skeletal, system and the alignment of the skeletal system and look at the idea that they have to translate force forces physical energy right physical mm -hmm. force through the body and just how much our mental processes factor into that you know we 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 never even learned i mean we were talking about learning how to feel before we've never learned how to move we've yeah. never learned how to align our structure so completely that we can master the force that's coming through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're just kind of, we plunk around, we learn how to walk. Uh, and really it's all <laughs> trial and error and filled with mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's what we're living is we're living an expression of the human being that has not been trained to be aware of its own self and its own potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when, when you start looking at these modalities, like craniosacral led me to other modalities, which, but craniosacral was the first modality that I learned that really got me thinking philosophically in terms of the structure and organization of the human being. Mm -hmm. And it gave mm -hmm. me a way to interpret everything. And that's also what acting gave me was in a way to interpret everything mm -hmm. that I come across. Um, and, wow. and see where it fits into this totality of the human being in all of its expression, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. and, and, and the connection between. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> mind and body, like the depths of their connection are, are virtually unknown, even by, you know, many of the world's greatest experts. Yeah, I would I would say so, and I mean, yeah. Thank you for explaining your 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 uh, or giving an explanation for your your journey. And even though it is like a bit 
it, you know, I don't think it was too up topic, but even when like these conversations hop around from place to place to place, I like to just think of it as being an example of what happens in a meditation practice when you <laughs> sit down and how your mind just hops all over the place. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it's just a demonstration of, of that. Um, but why don't we, uh, why don't we meditate? Um, and, uh, Donnie is going to, uh, lead the meditation, uh, this week. And, uh, I'm not really sure what he has in store for me personally, but, uh, I know that through working with him, uh, you know, his, his work is extremely, extremely powerful and extremely beneficial. And like I, like I've said before, I mean, I've had really, really profound experiences when, uh, Donnie has, done these works and led these, well, quote unquote meditations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what to call it, but, uh, but yeah. So if, uh, Donnie, you want to give us a little taste of, uh, of what you can do, um, why don't we go for it? Absolutely. And, Delighted to. Um, and so I will start us off by ringing the bell. And once I ring the bell, uh, you can begin. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound great. I love that. Yeah. So this is the beginning of the meditation I've started. So, you know, yeah. that before the, uh, the podcast started, everyone, uh, you know, I was telling Jeremy that uh, I would love to have the actual sound of the bell that he uses in the uh, meditation. And he said that the reason why he doesn't use it is because, um, you know, it, it took a, a dent or something like that. Uh, and it doesn't sound so good anymore. <laughs> and it really doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I just want to like call attention to that fact and honor it. You know, that it just sounds like shit. <laughs> um, you know, and that just like helps us to come to the moment, you know, just mm -hmm. honor the moment of, of that thing being what it was, you mm -hmm. know, and it's okay to have that reaction mm -hmm. because that's an honest reaction, Yeah, you know. Um, and so, I mean, even just honesty even has its own expression. Mm. Um, like ease has an expression, honesty has an expression, but honesty has been clouded by a lot of, you know, our own concepts about it. Um, but if we're to strip away those concepts, um, why don't we meditate on honesty? You know? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Honesty, like the, what is the feeling of honesty? You know, and we'll just use maybe Jeremy, you as a, the avatar for the audience. Okay. In this example, right? Like what is honesty really? And not, not, and don't answer from a place of like, well, honesty is this, or, mm -hmm. you know, my first grade teacher told me honesty or my father taught me about honesty or, you know, George Washington, mm -hmm. but what is the feeling of honesty? If we're to let go of everything, you know, even just let go of tension mm. and breathing is a good way to start letting go of tension. And the more deeply we breathe, the more deeply uh, we connect with ourselves. And the more deeply we are able to let go of tension. 
because connecting with ourselves gives us the opportunity to feel safe within ourselves. To be deeply connected is to feel safe. To not be deeply connected is often what gives us those feelings of insecurity. And it's more a matter of being connected to those depths of ourselves. And that is just a question of awareness and uh, being able to deepen our awareness. Hmm. So again, bringing that back into a deeper breath, deeper within our bodies, and maybe closing our eyes and bringing ourselves deeper into ourselves. Um, and if there's any discomfort right now, just kind of recognize that discomfort and breathe, uh, feeling discomfort. But also accepting it and releasing any kind of tension that might be around it. Uh, you know, releasing any feelings of it not feeling good. Yeah, and when we release, what's left? What does it feel like to release, maybe? Do you feel any sense of release in any way as uh, mm. we're going? Yeah, I feel it in my forehead. Mm -hmm. And what would you say it's replaced by? What does it feel like in the absence of it? <laughs> uh honesty <laughs> <laughs> you jumped right uh, there i was gonna i was gonna walk our way to it but that's cool yeah, yeah. it's cool yeah but i no, I, it, but it you know it feels soft it's it's it feels yeah the tension has relaxed it's mm. it's uh it feels open you know it feels like there's more space there uh -huh. so you said soft open space or spacious maybe mm-hmm yeah. And so reflecting on that, kind of holding a mirror to it, does that does that change uh, anything at all? Does that lead to anything new? Well, thinking about where I felt it in my head now, it's sort of starting to feel like it's starting to stream down my neck a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like that feeling um, is, is beginning to move. Mm. In the midst of the siren, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which just kind of speaks to the, you know, kind of how important the awareness of our own physiology is, you know, because mm -hmm. as you're bringing your mind to your body, it is the real stimulus that is relevant to your experience. You know, mm -hmm. that siren is an external stimulus that is in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're connecting with a stimulus that's closer to you, that is you, right? Mm. So my experience was that the siren was not really relevant. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you felt that way or not. Yeah, I, well, I wasn't even really sure. I, mean, I, wasn't, <laughs> I actually wasn't aware of it. Until perfect, it perfect, up. perfect. Well, that speaks to my point. So just bringing our awareness back into the feelings that we're feeling, letting go of anything that we may have been feeling or anything that we're supposed to be feeling. 
And just bringing our awareness to our feeling now. And breathing again is a tremendous way of reconnecting with that. Because it fills us with feeling. Uh, and it fills us with ourselves in that sense. And it even fills us with our environment. Breathing is a fundamental relationship to our environment. <sighs> what are you feeling now? Uh, I'm feeling like I, I guess I'm my awareness kind of went to my belly mm. and I was just sort of investigating, I guess, the movement of that with the breath. Mm. and kind of feeling it not only in my belly at the same, I kind of felt it like moving up my body too when I was breathing, you know, mm -hmm. sort of like starting at the belly and then sort of moving up like along my sides. Uh -huh. Beautiful. So what are you feeling right now? I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm feeling a little. Notice some tension in my chest. Uh huh. Okay. Beautiful. So, uh, what I would do if we were to do a therapeutic session would would probably be to say, "Hey, bring your feeling into that area, into that tension, mm -hmm. um, and work from there." But uh, since what we're doing is a meditation uh, of a little bit more of a general sort. Uh, I'm going to say, why don't we take a deep breath and just widen the scope of your awareness. Uh, just bring your awareness to everything that you're feeling right now. Mm. Your entire self, your entire being. And helping to do that, uh, a deep breath might be useful. You know, an expansive breath even. And feeling even mm. this, maybe the stretch of your lungs, the stretch of your pleura, the mm. stretch of all the blood and the fluids uh, in your lungs, surrounding your lungs. And that stretch even has an expression to it. How does that feel to stretch your tissues through the breathing itself? Uh, I mean, it feels, I can feel how tight <laughs> like everything is, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you feel and, a sense of? Oh, go ahead. Uh, but it does feel, you know, like as soon as I start breathing deeper, you know, it's like my chest gets bigger, my uh, I stand up straighter, mm -hmm. you know, my my head gets taller, like beautiful, you know, my body does expand, you know, just like. So what's the know, feeling? The breath expands. Of that expansion, what does that expand? Like placing your awareness in that. Hmm. Well, I mean, I I feel, you know, a slight tingling sensation over my limbs, particularly in my hands and my shoulders. And then if I focus like even down through my back, 
and my legs. Um, but it also, again, feels, you know, it feels more open. It feels soft again. Uh-huh. It feels, yeah, feels like there's more space. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to connect with that softness, that openness, that space again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And breathing there. Mm-hmm. So it feels to me, uh, and this is getting a little bit uh, hippy dippy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized how old that expression sounds when I said it. Yeah. Um, but there may be some resistance to that for you. Do you feel uh, a certain resistance to feeling open and soft? Yeah. Um, I mean, just physically, like, again, like. It feels like a trust. Uh, um, and like it, an uneasiness with trusting. Yeah. I could, uh, when you said that, it, I felt it in my belly. Yeah. So uh, b- again, back to the belly. Okay, let's do this. So let's just, <laughs> let's just, you know, honor that. Yeah. And honor that being there. I didn't mean to neglect you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to uh, stay with the the meditation, but this is the meditation. So here we yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. So just feeling that, that experience. Is that a familiar feeling? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's important because Mm -hmm. of how familiar it is, would you say? Yes. Yeah. And because it's so familiar and because it's even in a place that is so physically in your core, you know, that's an indication of it being important Um, and honoring it and honoring it as you as a Mm -hmm. part of you, as being important, Mm -hmm. you know, so honor yourself, honor this part of you, feel this part of you and accept this part of you and just be with it for some time because some of that mistrust may be an, an, a result of isolation, would you say? Mm. Yeah. 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 So can you show it or teach it what it feels like to not be lonely, to be in the company of others, even if the other is yourself? I think so. Because part of you knows that soft feeling. You described it yourself. Mm -hmm. So that part of you knows it very well. Mm -hmm. But it's just this part of you doesn't quite know it. So these parts can talk to each other. Hmm. they can even teach each other (laughs) and part of our job is to get uh, to make help facilitate these connections and to get out of the way also and to let them speak to each other and to do what they need to do Hmm. you know to communicate and talk to each other and you know when you we talk about things being connected and and this is one example of sort of um, patching up those disconnects 
So why don't we bring some sound into it if you're comfortable with that? Okay. Uh, bring some expression into this, you know, just just putting voice to what you're feeling and allowing what you're feeling to almost use your vocal apparatus as a speaker to the world. Mm. Uh, so uh, one way that we can do this, and this goes way back to uh, the movement for actors, is just a simple sigh. And sighing can help connect us to our bodies. It helps us to deepen our breath. It helps us to process our feelings. And it helps us to express our feelings as well. Connect ourselves and express. So let's just express what we feel in our bellies. Uh. Ooh, it feels like Sounds like there's some anger in there and frustration. Yeah. Is there a tension <laughs> that, that, that that expresses itself as? A tension? A tensional pattern in your body that you can experience? Um, I'm not really sure. Mm, so the I mean, f- I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I still have that sensation in my belly. That, I'm that sensation, like- what's the expression of that sensation in the physical tissues? Hmm. You can feel it, right? Yeah, I can feel it. Okay, so that's uh, all it has to be. You don't have to find an intellectual explanation or description of okay. it. Just connect with the feeling of it. And then when you express through the voice, allow it to be expressed through the voice as if it's a straight and open channel out through the vocal apparatus, through the mouth, right? As if you're vibrating like the column of sound coming out of your being as you express it, is that thing itself. Okay, good. Really good. How do you how does that feel? I mean, it's it feels good, but it's also kind of like uh whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, what's in us can surprise us. Yeah. You know, and it's because we're not used to expressing <laughs> those mm-hmm. things. But you know, like we were saying earlier, those things are not uh they're not permanent. They're not, unless we make them permanent, you know, mm-hmm. unless we don't let them go. You'll always carry that in you until you let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different ways of letting it go. This is only part of it. This is only mm-hmm. one of the ways and part of the way. Uh, but for you at this time, in this moment, it is part of the way that, mm-hmm. that you're going through. And, and so that thing, whatever that is, uh, is a part of you and has been a part of you. And we're in a process of expressing. And once something's expressed, then it can move on, mm-hmm. you know, rather than stay stuck. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's more to do there. Uh, but uh, how are you feeling around it right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, feeling good. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, 
if we had time to do a, a whole session, then we could most likely resolve all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least all of it that can be resolved at this time. Right. Um, and then it may come up in other ways and other expressions, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it should be resolved through the various levels that it exists on uh, up until this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, let's just end by taking a couple of deep breaths, though. Okay. And do you feel, uh, what might your relationship to honesty feel like now when you reflect to what your feeling was back then when you said you felt honest? And Mm -hmm. now, do you feel a different relationship to honesty? Or does honesty feel different to you somehow? All of a sudden, honesty seems like one of the most, if not like the most beautiful thing there could be. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) And how does that contrast to how you experienced it before? Or contrast? It felt, I guess the honesty feels more active now than passive. Hmm. Almost. It's like, you know, honesty, you know, I was associating honesty with like a release. Um, but now I think I'm associating honesty with a movement rather than just a release. I'm kind of getting that it feels more alive to you. Yes. Yeah. 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 More, more alive, more, uh, yeah, more dynamic. Yeah. And that is an expression of nature. I would say, mm. wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would. Yeah. So yeah. that's the beauty of nature that awaits us. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was uh, a few minutes. I mean, probably closer to 20, I would guess, just out of uh, guesstimation. But, uh, you know, uh, this this work does go on forever, uh, yeah. as nature does. And the closer we get to it, the more we work um, toward that, the the better our lives in all ways, you know, in, in terms of our physical health, our enjoyment in life, you know, what we're able to sense and perceive and experience from the world as the world, um, including mm. relationships with other people, um, particularly if they're doing this kind of work as well, because, you know, someone who experiences the world deeply must be in relationship with other people who do as well. Mm-hmm. Um in order to be fully heard and in order to fully heal others, hear, hear others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Uh, let me uh, ring the shitty bell so, <laughs> so that we can officially end. <laughs> hey man, that's honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, is it, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it i love it yeah 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 um well well thank you donnie thank Thank you you so much yeah thank you and i i think it i think you did uh a great job and i mean i know you were talking to me and uh but i think you know you laid down a good groundwork for like 
what people could do to incorporate, you know, some of your, uh, your teachings into their, maybe into their practice, you know, like focusing on different parts of the body and like, you know, spending time with different parts, exploring them. And then, you know, uh, feeling how they connect to other parts of the body. And even just like holding these like concepts in our mind of like, you know, honesty and then like, you know, have honesty in your mind and then scan your body and see how that feels. Uh Uh Um, so like, yeah. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, that, that's how the work, that's how we function. You know, that's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's nothing, it's not a technique, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's just what we are. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's not a modality. We're beyond modality. You know, it's just what is it's connecting with what is and, and the very organization that we are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Which yeah. is crazy. He's, yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's mind blowing. It and, is. <laughs> uh, um, I guess, uh, just if people want to find you, you know, there's, we got your Instagram, right? There's, um, the links will have links below. Um, it's d o n n i e dot c h i a n g dot uh, no sorry not dot com uh, that's that's the Instagram uh, yeah Johnny <laughs> dot Chang but uh, uh, but it's with an i e okay great and and, um, and so. If you want to check out Donnie's photography work, you know, he's got a lot of great examples. Uh, oh, uh, we never got back to the uh, female scantily Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, like, yeah, we've, I was going to bring that up, too. We never went back around to that. So, yeah. So what's that all about? <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it's an embracing of what is natural. And, yeah. um, you know, it's funny because I often speak of society as being unnatural. But the fact is, we can't erase our history. You mm-hmm. can't erase where we came from and who we are in that right. regard. And, um, you know, I come from a world in which Playboy magazine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, existed and at the time actually was creating a whole new world. You know, yeah. it was creating a world that embraced its own sexuality. And that's why we call it the sexual revolution, mm-hmm. you know, and the joy of sex came out in the 70s and... Um, I mean, I wasn't really uh, cognitive in the 70s, but, yeah. you know, I come from a world that was influenced from that time in the yeah. 80s and I mean, 90s and, and onward, you know, every, everything that we know in the world today is based on the world that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sexuality was under a shroud of shame and guilt and mystery and under the carpet for so long. And it still is, you know, Mm. and in some ways sexuality is some of our greatest honest expression. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of the, um, the scandal around sexuality is in the shame is in the abuse and the traumas and all the things that, that we've had to endure the things that society has placed upon us unnaturally. So, and, you know, it is for me an act of acceptance uh, and also an act of celebration uh, Mm. to be able to accept and, and celebrate sexuality as an integrated part of the human experience. Mm. Um, You know, and when we are, when we're able to do that, 
uh, I think we'll we'll have true societal change uh, toward our uh, our negativity around sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Amen, brother. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I I totally I totally buy that. And um, yeah, I guess that before we wrap up, uh, any any last shout outs? I mean, I guess we should mention too that. Uh, you know, you're, uh, an executive, executive producer on the, the phenomenon. Uh, yes, a producer and executive producer of the phenomenon, uh, out by director James Fox. And, mm-hmm. um, it is concerning the UFO phenomenon. Um, James Fox is, I would say probably the greatest UFO documentarian, uh, of our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has a lot of classics under his belt and his scrutiny is, is very, he, he's, he's a big skeptic and, um, he learned that there was truth to the UFO phenomenon, uh, decades ago. And he has been a real force and a trooper toward sharing that information with the world and getting it out of the world. And that's, you know, I think partly how we're able to see at this time, the Pentagon and, and the various branches of the military and government officials coming out and, and saying, yeah, this stuff is real. You know, yeah. we were yeah. lying to you. I mean, they, they, yeah. don't go, they don't go that far, but they, that's basically what they're saying is, yeah. uh, one, they're lying that we were lying to you. And two, we don't know what the fuck is going on either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but I highly recommend the phenomenon. You know, it's a, it's a great movie. It's, it's absolutely Joe Rogan uh, actually called it, uh, one of the uh, best UFO documentaries of all time. Um, yeah. Thank you for that, Joe. You know, absolutely it was. And yeah, uh, I can't, I'm sure Joe will hear this. Uh, <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Derek Brunson, uh, top 10 UF, uh, UFC, uh, is he uh, middleweight? I believe um, he, um, and forgive me if I got that wrong. He, he was a uh, following my stories for some time. I don't know how he oh, got, nice. yeah, I don't know where it came from, but you Who know, uh, you know, Joe Rogan, James was on Rogan. So yeah. throw it right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will also, I'll also vet, um, mention uh, that. Yeah. I also vouch for the phenomenon. And again, I was, I, I mean, I was kind of a skeptic of the UFO thing. I was, for I, a so while. was I. So was I. You know, major skeptic. And, and I don't know. Over the past few years, again with like these new releases of like official government, uh, you know, documentation coming out, and them saying like, "Yeah, these are real, and we don't know what they are." Uh, yeah, I've I've become recently fascinated by it, and yeah, the phenomenon is an amazing documentary if even if you're like just a little bit interested in it or if you are like oh i just want to watch this to prove to myself that it's bullshit (laughs) you you should check it out and then i'd like you to try (laughs) yeah try just try and and then and then read a couple headlines now and then too (laughs) yeah you know um in a little publication called the new york times you've heard of it but um but yeah so anyway um thank you so much uh for being here donnie um any last words um any any final uh, final things you want to say before we wrap up there really isn't 
just cool. check out the phenomenon. Thank you so much. Um, cool. You know, check out my photography and uh, all the other things I'm up to. I'm up to uh, a bunch of different things. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be. Uh, you know, I me and Donnie are still working on stuff. So you know, it's not the last you've heard of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so everybody out there, uh, stay mindful, and uh, we will uh, talk to you next time. Peace. This has been another episode of Meditating with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about my meditation teachings and programs, check out my website, jeremymcmindfulness.com. 